0: hello my friends welcome to
1: episode 49 of the make music income podcast my name is stevie b i'm here with eric copeland uh we're almost there man we're almost at number 50 but we're not quite there yet bags packed yet (laughs) i got my bags packed and ready for hawaii head to hawaii very soon
0: it's gonna be a glorious uh beach it's uh, going to be a podcast lot. Podcast f- number 50. <laughs> yeah. And we're going to let everyone join us. Uh, so yeah. it's, everyone gets to join us. Uh, we're going to live stream it. And uh, I don't think we'll be able to do it on both channels, but I think we, we can do it on my channel. And, and uh, we can both be live at the same time and invite people in. i to do some advance uh, invitation. That'll, that'll be and, So yesterday was 21st it'll be two weeks from then oh, that's so of all
1: so um, it'll be on Monday the 28th or
0: sorry yeah that's yeah Monday that's the 28th where, that's no, where we'll go. no no this will be on Monday the 28th
1: right sorry sorry Monday it'll <laughs> be on Monday December 5th
0: <laughs> yes Monday December 5th a day that shall live in infamy I gotta change um, my uh, my
1: plane tickets <laughs> <laughs> anyway anyway we are we are on episode 49 right now and (laughs) what uh we want to talk about today we want to explore the idea of selling your music and i don't mean selling your music as you know just putting it on to non-exclusive libraries or even exclusive sync libraries i'm not talking about that kind of sell talking about selling the rights to your to your music to libraries uh, or for <clears throat> or anyone for that matter, um, whereby you are essentially giving up the rights to uh, to it completely. You're, you don't own the master recording uh, anymore. Uh, I want to explore this concept because a lot of people ask me about it, and it's been on my mind lately. It's something that I've actually been doing for uh, quite a long time now. Um, I don't do it for every track, but it's something that I've been, I've, I've been involved in. Uh, it's a process I've been involved in for many years. So I want to talk about some of the pros and cons, um, and just the different types of contracts uh, that exist out there. And, uh, you know, and what we think about them and just, you know, we, we want to talk about some things to consider before you make the decision to, to do something like that. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I think before we get into that, uh, as usual, we're going to just do a little little weekly recap, although it's only been uh, we're taping this a little earlier than normal. So it's only been hey, for f- them it five days. It yeah, it won't be matter a a week for them.
0: <laughs> That's um, right. Well, I, I am still in the midst of finishing up a lot of songs. I have uh, and still uh, heavily uh, composing for a uh, library album that they want uh, 10 songs for. And I've got about seven of them. And so I'm trying to finish that up and uh then I, I have committed to doing a uh, a christmas piano album and so about half of that is done i mean it could end up being an ep if i just don't get it done for whatever reason but um, i'm calling it an uncommon christmas because it is totally weird uh either old songs that not many people know are christmas songs or songs that um that uh are are just unique arrangements of these certain these kinds of Christ, these christmas songs so one another one just went up to motion array today another one should be uh hopefully getting in the library here in the next few days um and then uh so yeah i am and i'm putting them up to distro kids so they're going out one has already gone out uh to to spotify and all that and then another one's on its way and and then probably first of december probably but before our the big uh 50th extravaganza hawaiian uh extravaganza for pod for our podcast i'll i'll have the album out or maybe yeah maybe should be before that but anyway um i am i am looking forward to putting that out and uh and getting another album for my quiet soul piano brand out and fresh fresh album and i've got another one uh, of piano hymns, I just haven't put it out, and so now I've decided to push that off till right before Easter time because there's a lot of Easter hymns in that. So cool. I'm just gonna wait for that. Um, so now I have two albums coming out over the next six months on that brand. Um, let's see, uh, dozens of songs I'm working on. That's what I'm gonna be focusing on this weekend. Is is that along with some videos. I have two videos coming up. One is for Distro Kid, that is actually about Distro Vid. So uh, I'm doing an experiment with that, and then today I uploaded two songs to Taxi. Oh yeah! And uh, for 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 a certain thing that I thought I had songs that fit, and it may end up being the last two songs ever uploaded. I think
1: my I think my membership's already run its course.
0: (laughs) Mine, Mine goes goes dark tomorrow. And so uh, well, that's good. You got some slip stuff. Slip a few in before yeah. <laughs> under the wire. Why not? But uh, I'll be. I'm doing a video about that too. It's already written, and I'll be talking about that, which is. I think it's going to be a very a good video for, um, for taxi and or what are the other options other than taxi? We've talked about it a little bit here, but I, I'm going to talk about it. A little bit, as far as it relates to me, because I'm the only one I can talk about. I can't say how it works for other people, but there have been uh, other people. You and I have talked about it. Other people have talked about it and asked me what they think they should do, and and well, what I think they should do. And I'm I tell them, hey, this is what I am seeing and what is what is happening with me. So I'm going to make my just final case and and say what I I think. Um, it's mm. not going to be bad. It's just going to be the truth. And uh, kind of a little like Dave's video, if you saw Dave Cross' video about leaving taxi, it's pretty much the same reasons. Mm. Um, but uh, it's, I've also want to talk about what I'm going to do instead. Um, I think, you know, when you're talking about $200 a year, if you get the discount price, and then $300 a year in, uh, in $5 payments, which is what I averaged over the past two years. I, I, I'm pretty happy that I did. Uh, if you average it out, it's about 20 a year songs that I I pitched, which is not a lot. I mean, it's, it's almost two a month, but um, I, I still think that's not too bad uh, for as busy as I am to try to do that, and, and many of were written for the briefs. But um, anyway, that's happening, um, and I think that's enough. I, I just have so many videos to get to, and hmm. I have company coming in tomorrow. My son is coming in, and so we're going to be partying the next three days and having a good, t- good Thanksgiving time here, and then the weekend, I'm going to get back to work and hopefully get a new video out on about this same day, about today or Monday or Tuesday. Uh, One of these new videos. So we'll, we'll see. I've also got a video kind of explaining the whole sync success. Again, um, I found out something even more interesting that I text you about, uh, about the whole, uh, the the BMI check that I got. And one of the TV placements is, Really interesting, and so I'm going to cover that on the video too because I, I it's something that we can't verify from anyone, but yeah. I can verify it now, and I, I've been asking everybody, can you, oh yeah, I've seen that before, I think or whatever, and now I have you know physical or I should say uh, written proof <laughs> that uh, it happened. So we're gonna I'm going to talk about that in my kind of syncs. I don't know what it's going to be called, but another video. I'll probably do that one first because it doesn't require a lot of production. So I can get it out, knock it out this weekend, and put it out Monday or Tuesday. Um, that's cool. I also, continuing to talk about that whole thing.
1: Yeah, I got. So, yeah, I'm. I'm curious about that. I was going to ask you about it, but maybe I'll. I'll, I'll hold off so that you uh, can talk about it in your video. Um, yeah. But that's that's cool and interesting. Um, yeah, I got so many video ideas for once in my life i'm usually struggling to, to come up with video ideas but I, I i've been like writing ideas down in this like in this google sheet of like all these videos i need to get to and I, know, uh, I have
0: a list
1: i got a lot of um yeah i got a lot of things to talk about coming up over maybe the next month into the new year too um but yeah i man you know <clears throat> i've been really challenged lately um not only it, it's it's fitting challenge for the academy right now with like the the make your you know, make a tr- making a track without any VST uh, instruments yeah. or whatever. But that's a challenge in, in and of itself. But I like I think I'd mentioned to you la- last time we talked. I'm be working on these like folky sort of love songs um, for Artlist. And man, is that really? It's really really challenging me. It's like I I don't know why I'm struggling with them so much. But did like, they
0: ask you to write these? Yeah yeah yeah. yeah these are things.
1: these are part of like an originals project and um i've al- i already struggle with the the, the words and, the, and and to some extent but i can get it done but like trying to make like a folky sort of authentic sounding track with um you know with vsts for one thing is very very difficult to do um uh, i got i had a chance to record some like live instrumentation in, in my friend's studio which is really really nice but now um, my time is up for that. He's back in town. He's back from tour. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm somewhat limited on my resources. And, you know, I sent in a track for like some feedback. Yeah, uh, just yesterday. Um, and my, my, uh, you know, my 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 contact at artless got back to me with like a lot of feedback more than normal you know so usually like it's it's pretty smooth sailing he's like he just has a few things to mention but this time it was like no you, there's quite a few things to 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 chat about and 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 i'm at a point where i basically have to kind of re-record everything i did which is re- is a, it's a
0: real struggle do you struggle. think you're overthinking it maybe well and, sometimes and-
1: sometimes i think i worry that i am and and other times i th- like and i've been actually trying to i've been really i think successful in in not overthinking things too much and i think that's the whole point with the process with the originals because they you do three rounds of feedback right like you send in an, an initial idea and it could be very rough and they encourage that uh and and then they give you a lot of points back about it so I tend to, uh, uh, you know, overdevelop things and and, and I, now I've gotten myself into a bit of a pickle because I'm realizing that I have to like start from scratch again. So it's a lot of time. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying not to overthink it. I, I ended up like adding a lot of things and then just stripping it back and realizing, you know, it should just send up like a, you know, a bare bones idea. Um, but yeah, you know, certain things like, you know, I, I get things wrong, uh, and it's like, that's totally normal. Like, you know, tempo and, uh, and, and the, you know, the cadence of certain phrases, the way things are delivered. It's just, you know, sometimes it doesn't work and man, you know, it's not like I, I just knock it out of the park with every, uh, with every track I sit down to, to write and, uh, Stevie
0: it, B is human. You yeah. Are. Just FYI. It's, it's, it's out.
1: It, it's out of my comfort zone. You know, there's good doing this kind of stuff is out of my comfort zone. Uh, writing like you folky love tunes is probably, is not the first thing I, I that you know, it's probably not my forte, yeah. but it's uh, but it's good to be challenged, man. And it's like, uh, it's a little stressful sometimes, but it's really, really good to be challenged. I know that I'm going to be happy about it when it, uh, when it's all said and done. So um, that took up all of yesterday. Almost. I spent about six, six to eight hours on, on that track. And now I got to redo it. Uh, so, uh, sent a lot of stuff out also yesterday to various uh, different libraries, trying to uh, trying to push some new material out there. Um, I I had a really interesting conversation with um, with somebody uh, over Instagram um, that got in touch with me about about Pond Five. I can't remember how our conversation started, but he mentioned that he makes about three three hundred dollars a month on, P- on Pond Five, which I think is significant for Pond Five. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, dude. I was like, send me send me a link to your catalog. I like, I want to know what you're doing. You know, it's like, would you be into that? And he's like, yeah, absolutely. He sent me, sent me his, his profile. And, uh, what he does is really fascinating. It's like, okay, we talk about this before with Pond 5. It's like the things that work on Pond 5 are, are generally very stripped back. I find like, it's not like super produced stuff. Um, and he does uh, a lot of edits to his tracks and they're very, very simple tracks. Um, you know they're good. They're well produced and well mixed, but they're they're very simple. They're not like um, grandiose, you know, they're, they're stripped back. They're, they're lean and uh, you know, he'll do a lot of he sells a lot of lo-fi hip-hop and What he does is he makes these edits that are just long loops like long loops mm. Some of them are like 10 minutes long uh, and he says those sell uh, Significantly well uh, like wow. sometimes better than anything else um, And I thought it was really really interesting and he's and he tells me he like talk about overthinking stuff. He he's like polar opposite. He's like he's like thirty minutes done, done the track wow. in thirty minutes. Uh, and he's like you know he I think he was he mentioned that he was on uh, he he was living abroad with his with his girlfriend or, or something at one point, And he would just like sit down, uh, you know, with his, his portable setup and and just just crank out these tunes. And he's got like you know 500, like, uh, 500 tunes in his catalog now. So so a lot of things were like. Uh, yeah a lot of things that we suspected about pond 5 were verified in that conversation yeah. uh volume of your catalog is 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 important uh just strip back stuff works you know uh and 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 also lots of edits and these are things that we've been we've been chatting about for a long time but it, it definitely kind of like reinvigorated my interest in pond five It's like i and I, does
0: he group his edits does he group his songs together you know on the thing where he you can have them group them together. I, that's a good so question. The edits follow the song. You might, you can, you should I'll be able to tell that by looking at his catalog.
1: Oh yeah, maybe. Um, you know, which, I'll look so if you go
0: to a song, you can see the other edits right underneath that. Um, that'd be interesting to see because yeah. there's been people who said you shouldn't, and then there's people who, I, I, to me, it seems like a good idea. But there are people who say, oh no, you want them to be able to search and find your song, and if they right. can find it. Rain, right all that kind of stuff i mean it's been a really really slow month for me on pond five even even the five dollar stuff has just sat there no no sales and, and it could be that all my new stuff that i'm putting up christmas stuff i've changed that to higher price because mm-hmm. if people start buying christmas music i you know i would hope they will buy that but that whole marketplace is in such flux for normal tunes now for for him with the long loop tunes that might be a different that might be his money maker um, because I think with the subscription really taking hold now, mm-hmm. that's going to change the way people buy stuff at Pond Five. I think, yeah, we'll and, see. Uh, it, I don't know. It, I had a, I didn't ask
1: him if he was part of the su- subscription thing either. That's something to ask him. Um, but, uh, anyway, interesting conversation. Um, and uh, yeah, in other news, I, ha- I just had a conversation with uh, finally with the the, um, the head of marketing at, uh, at Cubase, and man, yeah. what a cool dude! Uh, and yeah. and what a cool company! These guys are so open minded and and just so awesome um, to deal with, uh, they, and they've been really this is really Steinberg, right? Steinberg's yeah, uh, Cubase and. Uh, I've just, yeah, I just really enjoyed the conversation I had with them, and he's so, um, you know, encouraging and open minded about about the ideas that I had, and uh, you know, very receptive to to my um, my take on, you know, it, w- what I thought as a logic user coming from logic, what could he use some some improvements, and like what I've been struggling with. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm going to start a series uh, throughout the next month. I don't know when it's it's going to go live for them. It probably you might not even see it till next year. Uh, yeah. but I, um, I'm going to do like a, like a hip hop series. So like, they don't, they don't have a lot of hip hop content. Um, okay. yeah, they have like a lot of rock and, and pop, uh, kind of stuff. But, um, anyway, uh, so that I'm going to sort of fill that gap for them and probably going to do a series, uh, that's going to come out on their, on their, uh, on their channels. So I'm really excited now, about that.
0: To be clear, you didn't have to switch to PC to do Cubase, right? You could have done all no. of this on Mac, right?
1: Yeah. I could have done it all on Mac. Yeah. Yeah. yeah i I installed it on my mac and uh and it ran fine didn't have any issues with it but uh okay. yeah um want wanted to uh, take advantage of my uh my beast my beast cpu Steve's power beast um and yeah lastly uh MIDI and sample packs are are selling very well uh, sometimes there's, there's these weird spikes that happen on productionmusictools.com. dot com I don't know where they come from but uh you think all, it has
0: to do with cyber whatever
1: yeah well that's that's what i was just going to say is that right now like if you're listening like I, when this podcast comes out um it'll be the last day of uh the sale so it's cyber monday um and right now everything's 30 uh off uh all, your entire order on production music i sent out um a little notice about that uh over email i think and anyway if anyone sees this uh it's still active um Go get your sample and your MIDI, MIDI packs. I got lots of different stuff there uh, that might be of interest to you. And, um, yeah, I guess this will be the last day of the Black Friday sale. I think everything's going to, uh, yeah, start um, start tomorrow. That's when I'm going to start rolling out these discounts for Academy membership to, uh, too. But I shouldn't be saying this because tomorrow when this goes live is going to be Tuesday and so I'm just going to, going to confuse everybody. <laughs> no, Monday. Monday <laughs> will be Cyber Monday. This, yeah, this so when come this out, comes hey? out as Cyber Monday and this, this today, I'm pretending like it's the future. Today <laughs> is the last day of the sale. Go get your <laughs> discounted membership.
0: Um, yeah, I think I'm going <laughs> to run some specials too. Um, I'm trying to finish this ebook, and I would love to put it out about a week from now. So maybe today I'll be announcing. Uh, I also have the mastermind though, so I'm trying to figure out how to announce these both because I'd like to give some uh, some like pre sale on the mastermind course that I'm getting ready to do with people. Yeah. Nice. So I I, I we'll have to see how, how my week rolls out and if I've got time to finish that ebook and, and and get it presentable. And then I'm going to I'm up I've also updated the uh the stock book. So that might be the first thing. Or maybe both. I don't know. We'll see. Give people a lot of sales choices.
1: A lot of sales. There's so much stuff going on. I'm gonna make my Black Friday video. Yeah uh, I can't wait to too. watch it. Okay, so let's dig into the topic a little bit uh, for today. i um, been looking forward to chatting about this, getting your thoughts on it. Um, where to start? Occasionally, I pitch my music for non-exclusive licensing, and I get a counter offer um, from Artlist specifically for at this point in time uh, for, t- for buyouts of the track. Um, and this is happening to a lot of people um, who are applying. Um, and... There's so many, uh, questions and things to consider, uh, before agreeing to something like this. Um, and a lot of people reach out to me, um, and, and ask me for my take on it. So I thought it'd be a good chance to, you know, just to clear the air here on, on, um, uh, on this podcast. First of all, it, the first question that you have to consider is, is how much are you giving away exactly? Um, you know, every contract is a little bit different. I, I know that Artlist is not the only library out there um, who is buying out people's work. Um, You know, I think there's... Uh, someone actually told me that Audio Library uh, does this,
0: too. I don't know who that is. I think it's a... Oh, you mean Audio with I-I? Or no, no, no. I-I-O. not
1: No, not the double I-O. It's, co- it's called Audio Library, I'm pretty sure.
0: And um, I think Hook Sounds does this. Yeah, Hook Sounds. As well. Uh, and of course epidemic the one uh that i would probably have the most to say about but hook sounds also i i've talked with them before and uh you know uh it depends on how much they're going to buy them for which is not very much yeah but um yeah
1: i I think that probably some some sync and you know production libraries out there do the same thing i'm sure that there's others out there maybe um and every contract is a little bit different and I can't go into the you know the very specific details of the originals contracts because I'm not supposed to. Uh but I will say that um all the music that I release with them is still distributed under my name. Um and it still gets released on my Spotify account. Um
0: Which so, you get money from.
1: Yes, we share in the in the streaming royalties. So I'm in, but but the most important thing to consider is you that you do I'm, that
0: through DistroKid? No, 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 they they, they,
1: they they, are the distributor. I don't know who ah. they distribute it with. So they collect but the they streaming. But they put
0: it to your, they put it to the Stephen Bettall? That's right, uh,
1: that's wow. right. So this, is, so this is something really important to consider because I'm entitled to the exposure from the track, which when you think about it is really kind of the most important thing um, in terms of like the long-term growth of your career. Um, perfect example of that would be uh, you know, i mentioned on this podcast a few times that a music supervisor reached out to me because they, they found one of my tracks on art list, really liked it. And I had to tell him, and it was kind of a painful moment. I had to tell him, look, Hey, look, I don't own this. I don't own this music anymore. I sold it. Um, and he's just like, okay, well that's fine. I'm still gonna, you know, it was still used, but, uh, it, it, it's not like that connection wasn't useful because I was able to make a connection with this music supervisor and say hey I'm glad you like this music can I send you other stuff that I do and he's mm-hmm. like absolutely of course this guy's that you know he's working on uh you know big productions like you know popular TV shows so um yeah on some level a little bit painful that I'm like you know I have to be like hey I I don't own this music like everything has to be done through through artlist um but at the same time it's still under my name and, and that's that's probably the most important thing for me. Now, so a lot of people, I think they, they fret about the idea of selling their music and, and they worry about like, you know, should I do this? Like, you know, like, uh, and, and I think one of the reasons that, that people get um, kind of tangled up about it is because we are, uh, I think by default, emotionally attached to our work uh, yeah. in, in a lot of cases. And that's totally natural. The the first thing I tell people when they when they ask me you know should I sell it I'm like okay well let me say first of all that if you're if you think you're sitting on a, like on a hit or like if you're thinking on some if you think you're sitting sitting on something that you think is going to change like the like the world it's going to blow you up you know or yeah. or if you are extremely emotionally attached to it in some respect don't sell it man don't sell it that's it's that simple and uh, if that's not the case then think about a price that's gonna make you happy. And if that price doesn't make you happy, departing with the the rights to the music, then don't do it. It's it's really, really that simple.
0: So what do you think about that? My thoughts are, first, it's the first advice we tell anybody in music. You don't sell your songs. That's what we usually tell people, right? That's the (laughs) first thing when somebody says, oh, I can't wait to write some songs and sell them. I'm like, well, you really don't do that. You license your music or you, yeah. uh, you get it published and you share income with a publisher. But what you're talking about is music written for hire pretty much, or, or at least they want to, they want it. They want to hire you by buying the buying out the song. And it's not like I've never done this before. I've done this for corporate companies. I've done this for different p- artists from time to time, but usually not i mean i don't one percent of my career has been doing this kind of sales thing now uh i don't have a ton of royalties coming in to 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 prove that i i've been doing it the right way but i have made hundreds of thousands of dollars producing people and including my songs for free so it that was the trade out while i was a producer is that um i didn't take a percentage of them because i wasn't going to ch- chase whatever percent of you know hundreds of artists that would quit eventually anyway and then like mm-hmm. try to catch every penny from every album they sold that would have been a terrible idea because if you're thinking that as a producer or a composer that I want to make sure if I produce anybody that I get a percentage of everything unless it's something automatically collected like from DistroKid which is a smart that's the smart move is if everybody be with DistroKid and then just release it together under both of your names and everybody gets their their rightful share automatically you don't even have to like how many albums do you sell how many downloads do you sell you don't have to go through that whole thing but getting back to the whole thing about selling out your music I have another thought that is completely different than you never sell your music and that is it's just a song I mean I've written literally probably I'm sure thousands of songs uh whether they're finished or not or whatever but um you know technically i have about a thousand that i could name and show you on a spreadsheet but you know uh, there's been tons more tons more for albums i've forgotten and uh i don't i don't sit at night and go oh what happened to those songs that was like i could have had a good one that was out the door you know what my next my next best one is going to be the one i write tomorrow and then i work on this weekend and that i write uh, and put out next year. Those are the best ones that are going to come. Uh, there there are, sure, there are great ones that I've made, but the next one's going to be better. And if someone comes in and offers me even $500 for a song, I have to look and say, how long is it going to take me to make $500 with that song? Uh, just knowing me. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I going to, I mean, because you could always say, oh, this could be the one, this could be the one that makes my career. I heard the other day someone say that the person um, who lives on dreams? Is uh, I heard the greatest quote, and I, I I said it to myself. I should have written it down, but it was basically you know uh, living on 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 a dream of something happening is is the same as as you know. Never that dream never coming true most of the time and you just wasting your time. It's a wasted dream, basically. I can't remember the exact name, but it was so great. It wasn't even attached to music, but it was awesome. Hmm. But uh the bottom line is that I think if it's if it's a good price for you at the time and it uh look at your hours spent on it. Look at, um, you know, what, what you've done and, and what what it could bring you. How much is it going to make you in reality? Is it going to be something you're pitching to sink as part of a library? Well, then that, it might be important for that use. But if it's just going to Pond 5 and somebody wants to buy it for $500, I'm selling it. I mean, I, I don't <laughs> care that much. I'll just make it. I'll make its to Brother tomorrow. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, that's yeah. the way I see it kind of.
1: There's just yeah. There's so many interesting thoughts in there, little nuggets uh, to consider, <laughs> and and you you know actually I'll I'll tell you about a bad deal, what I consider to be a bad deal, and this is the the it's really funny because the very first like library and the very first like uh, exposure I had to doing like music like stock music kind of stuff um, was it was. A while before Audio Jungle, actually, even though I kind of tell everyone I started on Audio Jungle in a sense, I, I kind of started a little bit before that, but it was a unique situation. Um, I, I, I worked with this library that was doing. Uh, like direct buyouts for tracks uh, and they hired a bunch of producers. I was one of them and I was very green on producing at the time. I like, I didn't, like I wasn't very good at all. Um, and he needed some like folky, uh, they needed some like folky, uh, indie kind of stuff like lumineers type things. Um, and their buyout at the time was like 400 bucks per track, 400 bucks us. Um, okay. But the, 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 the deal was that they bought everything. Like they, you your name wasn't on it um, it was owned by the library and they and they even set up like a like like a fake like account and like a, and like a like an artist it was really strange the way they were doing things but anyway That's it was working it was working for them at the time um, so my name wasn't on it and they I was not allowed to collect uh, any pro backend at all so they they just took everything it was a complete and utter total buyout um, and at the time, I was like four hundred bucks U.S. a track,
0: sweet. <laughs> like and I do. How f- many? <laughs> how many tracks total did you do?
1: Well, I only I look. Well, here's the thing. It's it's a it's a long story. I don't want to get too deep into it, but I my my math was like, okay, I can quit my job because I'm going to do like four of these a month, or like one a week, and then I can like you know pay the rent on that. This is this is a long while back, right? Um, and uh, i couldn't pay the rent on that anymore. Uh, so i was like yeah, i'll, I'll like I'll, I'll get into this but the thing is is that like i would send them these tracks all the time and uh only like 10% of my tracks would get through the gates because i just wasn't a very good producer at the time. I was sending oh, them okay. a lot of a lot of junk and they would just get back to me they're like no, no, no. And uh, my plan of quitting my job and doing four hundred dollar tracks, dream disappeared. uh, the the dream evaporated very quickly? (laughs) Um, But you know, like at the time, I was just like, I don't care. I was like, I don't care if they have my names on it or P P pros. Like, what's P rod? I don't don't care. I was like, four hundred bucks. Give me four hundred bucks a track. Like, I'll crank one of these out every week. And then I was like, in my mind, I was just like, once I get good enough at it, I'll do like one a day, and then I'll then I'll be rich. Um, And so. It, it, but like it's so funny looking back on it now because it's such a raw deal you know it's like i like these these this music that i'm putting my like my heart and soul into it's like i don't get to claim any uh anything from it at the end of the day it's like it just disappears into the void and becomes someone else's uh work and looking back on it now i'm just like man i would never agree to that uh at this point
0: now and eventually that is that is no different than the producing work that i did for for you know decades where all I did was make other people's dreams come true right and get paid for money I and and I I I neglected my own music I mean I mean obviously this is your own music that you're giving to them and you are you're giving to them but at the same time you don't get to celebrate it you don't get to do anything with it Mm -hmm. and that's that's part of the joy of composing is to be able to show people and say hey this is my newest thing you know
1: yeah, exactly. And I mean a lot of people would would consider, you know, the the idea of selling um uh, any any rights to your your music whatsoever to be like completely uh sacrilegious. Um and, and I think that like, you know, to each their own. You know, that the, at the end of the day that the one thing that I do have to consider over here is that I have to pay the rent. Like I don't have like a like a day job. Um, you know, like I I write music full-time, so I, I have to consider that okay, you know, artlist is a big it's a big chunk of my of my annual income, um, and they pay out royalties annually, um, you know? So that makes things, that puts me in a bit of a tricky situation because it's like, okay, well, I have to, um, unless, you know, you got, like, you're willing to wait around a year to get paid for some of your work, like, you need to pay the bills, like, yeah. you know, on a monthly basis. So um, at this point, I'm like, I'm perfectly comfortable with the idea of doing like work for higher contracts. Um, where I'm, I'm getting paid out, and you know, I say bye bye to to the to the master recording. But to me, it doesn't seem like a bad deal because I'm still able to claim you know responsibility for for this work. Uh, if it ends up, whether no matter where it ends up, I'm still going to get credited uh, for doing the work. So I think it's a, I think that that works for me, and there's still royalties to collect on the back end um, from it. Uh, so, so for so for me, I'm comfortable with it. Um, you know, and I think a lot, I think it really trips a lot of people out. And I, and I think that, you know, one thing that you mentioned too, is, is like the amount of time, uh, that you're putting into this stuff. It's like, if you're not being compensated for the amount of time and energy it, it you're, you're taking to put, you're putting into it, then that's some. that's, I don't know, it might not be worth it. You know, it's like, I think like if, if the, if you put in like, you know, like a month into this like beautiful you know, piece of work or, and like you really like, you know, you hired people, you, you you did all the things and someone's selling it to you for, you know, wants to buy it out for X amount, that X better be, um, uh, it better be, it better represent the, the amount of love that you put into it. Um, so I think that that's something to consider as well. Not, not just how emotionally attached you are to the music, but like how much action, how many actual hours did you put into this track? So
0: I think also if we look at it from an artistic standpoint, and we look at not just music, but we look at books, if we look at paintings, if we look at any other kind of art that people are doing. um, The term ghostwriter has been around for a long time Mm -hmm. for people who write under a pseudonym. They write this, and they, they get paid by a company to write like a certain author, and then they put that author's name on it. And they do not put the ghost writer's name on it. That's right. And the ghost writer, and this happens not just this happens in music too, actually, but uh, it's it's all about you know the 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 person getting paid to do work that sounds like somebody else, and nobody knows that you did the work uh, to 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 make that book, to write that whole book, and and but yet you're you're taking the check to the bank and going, hey, I, I'm a writer. I want to write all the time. And I get paid to ghostwrite for, uh, you know, in the style of this author, or paint, uh, in the in the style of this painter, or yes, I mean there, you could go on and on about different kinds of uh, of art that that exists like this. And so, uh, it, it's doing work for hire and getting the money. I mean, we both have hired in the past this year singers and people on Sound Better and they are used. And I I I haven't always and usually I am not now crediting them at all in the song i don't yeah. even put featured them totally you know, they're it, just a voice
1: it's yeah it's it's fascinating because like i almost felt uncomfortable when i approached the sound better singer being like hey like you know just so you know like here's a contract saying that i i'm not going to credit you and i almost felt like a like yeah. a bit of a you know a mean guy jerk. but yeah. but they're like so the jerk they're usually, totally for. they're totally <laughs> they're totally used to this right uh yeah. like and and it's and it's crazy because like you could totally understand it if it was like a drummer or like a guitar player they're like yeah i don't care you know but like but singing and vocals is such a central you're like, the focused part of a track yeah. and like to give that up is is it's something else so um but you know you're absolutely right this this same situation is uh you can draw parallels to um all uh, different uh you know mediums like You know, for example, Leonardo da Vinci, you know, like only painted like, you know, like when he was in this prime and doing, you know, these incredible paintings like he had a he had a whole team of like background people that would like do the background for him and he would he would essentially produce the painting in the sense that he would be like the creative direction and he would yeah. do the most important parts of it. And like, he would put the final touches on it he would, and it would all be under his name, but the, the people yeah. don't realize that like, you know, a lot of these famous painters, they had people do like, you know, they had like assistants and, and a team and, and, uh, and uh, um, you know, apprentice apprentices underneath them that, that would do some of the, you know, the important, like, you know, menial work, like do like draw the backgrounds and stuff. This happens in music too. Um, you know the big producers, uh, you know, they have they hire uh, a team of, of people to just generate ideas for them um, And uh, and they, these people are not credited. I mean, it's it's like, you know, Hans, but they are
0: paid and they, and they are they paid can, Of course can help support their families. I, exactly. And so
1: exactly so you have to be you have to yeah to take those things into consideration It's like yeah, I, I do need to make money here and uh, I I like I like the fact that I'm paid to do uh, the thing that I'm I'm good at doing. It's you know it feels good, um, and at the end of the day, I still have my name on it, and that's a fantastic deal for me. And I, and I try to strike a healthy balance between the the music that I write that I'm going to. Um, that I'm going to sell and the music that I'm going to hold the rights to. Just for example, like, you know, uh, like artless, just uh, offered a buyout of my track the other day. And I said, I said, Hey, look, would you consider this for your non non-exclusive catalog instead? Because um, I'm trying to exactly what I just told you maintain a healthy balance between my, uh, my, my, the work that I own and the work that I sell. And they're just like, absolutely no problem. We we totally understand. Um, So, you know, there's a balance. And really, to at the end
0: of the day, it probably makes as as much sense for them to take it non-exclusively as it does buy it out. I mean, maybe they make a few more bucks, but they're still going to make bucks as a non-exclusive deal too. And I'm kind of like you. I'm I am purposely writing a lot of stuff that's non-exclusive. That's that I'm not going to put to, and 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 it's stuff that really wouldn't work with exclusive libraries anyway and uh and write very focused things and this is why it's so easy for me to decide content id people are always saying should i put stuff in content id should i not should i put it up to this library or should i not should i put it up to stock libraries before i pitch it to sync libraries i'm like you can do whatever you want with it especially on certain libraries where it's easy to take down it's going to take a month to get it in there anyway so you can have it on motion array and audio jungle and pond five and and all this to say that you can do a lot with 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 your non-exclusive. But there are going to be times when you just have to sign that. I mean, a lot of people feel the same thing about selling a song. Quote unquote selling song as going into a perpetual contract with an exclusive uh, publisher or exclusive mm-hmm. library. Mm-hmm. They think, oh, I am really signing this thing away forever. I can't do anything else with that. And you cannot. But that's where preciousness comes in. You know, you just have to say, okay, that's just another worker bee doing its thing. And it could be that a company like Hook Sounds or, or uh, it can't be epidemic because. The problem with epidemic is is the whole BMI thing. is the whole PRO thing that you cannot be part of a PRO to to put your music in there. So I don't know who is doing that. Uh, they must be talking songwriters in from the very beginning before they even get into licensing. But even you would think before that they they've got PRO uh, links. I do not know I, how they I get would composers. Think,
1: I, the only thing I I don't understand is that they must unless have unless they tough, quit. They must have a tough time finding composers who aren't affiliated with with PROs. It just ah, seems yeah. like it's a strange thing. <laughs> it um, really, that's. But uh, yeah, who knows? It's it's very odd that we don't have anyone in the Discord server who's ever worked with uh, with Epidemic. We've never spoken with anybody
0: who's worked with Epidemic. But from the author side, from the video maker side, who wants to use Epidemic? Um, from what I understand, they have a huge library, much much bigger than Artlist. That's
1: what I've heard too, and that's yeah, that's something um, that I just w- I realized just the other day because uh, our, our buddy Tony sent us a um, a, yeah, a, Red- a Reddit that. link, and I was really it was really interesting to see that. I don't know for sure if they if their catalog is much larger, but it seems yeah, like from know. the user end that it is much larger. Anyway,
0: it's it's fascinating, um, but and I think that's another thing to remember on this whole thing is that, again, we are composers in uh, in service of the users of this music or the yeah. listeners of this music or the libraries of this music. And we have to go by the deal that they, they offer. And if they offer a buyout deal, you are, it's just like the epidemic thing. If you are a new composer, you've been composing, you haven't joined a PRO yet, you have to make the decision do i do i give these songs to epidemic and they're going to pay this much for each one or whatever their deal is and i'll never get credited and i'll never get uh i'll I'll never get back that song i can't do anything with it and i can't ever join a PRO I mean, boy, those are some restrictions that you have to really think about. Well, I think the, I, th- I think they
1: at least put it out under your name. Like the, you get the cr- like they, on, okay. an Yeah, you like it's under your artist name, but yeah, like the PRO thing is a mystery to me. I just don't understand how they find songwriters who aren't affiliated. It seems like most songwriters are aware of the the, the, the benefits of signing up with a PRO. Anyway, yeah. um but but yeah, I think it's it is it does come back to our our conversation about about preciousness. Um, if you're writing it for yourself, if it's for you, it's 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 your own masterpiece, and and you like you have a, a very specific type of emotional uh, attachment to the music, then maybe don't sell it. That's that would be my my advice. You know, like don't.
0: Yeah, if you're sell- going to take this to the uh, Los Angeles Opera House and premiere it as a composer, and 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 get all the accolades that go with that. Likely. This isn't for selling music is not for you, but I it, bet it you might not be sometime along the, that composer's career. They've composed for hire and yeah. uh, even as a ghostwriter, maybe. And so it, we've all done work and especially even composing work for people where we weren't going to have all the credit. Somebody else was going to get all the credit and we were just going to be a background member of that particular deal. And guess what? We took the money because we wanted to get paid and uh, all musicians do it, Uh, all the Nashville musicians I've worked with, they still would rather get paid a day's rate to go and play two sessions or three sessions than uh, play it for free for back-end money. Uh, They're not interested in back-end money because they know indies aren't gonna have any back-end money and maybe even (laughs) middle middle majors may not have any back-end money. They want that 600, that 800, whatever they're getting paid for the day, today yeah that they can take home and put in the bank
1: yeah yeah well background back-end money is is elusive and like you've you know just just talked about on like the last podcast it's like it it takes a long time to get those to chase down those that back-end money so So you know people need people got bills to pay they have mouths to feed uh they have families to take care of they got to get uh they got to get some money up front occasionally and i'm i'm exactly uh the same and so Um, that's my thoughts on it. Um, I'm not sure what else to say about it, really. You know, I think that, uh, Uh, the the idea of selling your music is, is kind of interesting because it forces you to sort of divorce yourself from the emotional attachment to your work uh, on some level. But I think that's something that we already do anyway, as, as, uh, you know, uh, producers of licensing music. Uh, like you said, it's like, we're, we're in a service industry here. Um, uh, it it is,
0: yeah, I don't sure what else to say really. I mean, this may not happen. To you very much in your career, it, the odds of running up against libraries, uh, or at least the percentage of libraries that ask for this, are probably is probably small. Yeah. I would say twenty five percent or less are going to ask for this deal. Maybe eighty percent or less, maybe ninety percent or less. I mean, most any library you work with is looking to work with you long term and split everything with you. I mean, mm-hmm. that's that's the majority I've found. I've only got in touch with one or two ever that wanted to just buy your songs out and and even they are sketchy-ish you know when you look at their sites and you're like uh maybe how much a song (laughs) That's that's (laughs) sounds but it does so how much are you paying me (laughs) if i like you say if you could get into a deal where you're getting 250 a song then you then it's about scale can i do 10 of these a month and make 2500 bucks well then to me that's fine i i I just they're throwaway. they're they're not throwaways. I still enjoy doing them and I'm still going to make uh quality, but at the same time, they're, they're, they're just songs that are bringing in income, just like all the hours that I spent producing people brought in income. Yeah. Exactly. And so it's just work uh, that you're doing for somebody and getting paid. So yeah. I think it's, it's, it's totally up to you. I think for the most part, you should watch everything about that kind of deal and be very, very careful about that kind of a deal and think about your future and the time. And if there's, further income with that song but if and this is probably going to hit composers who only have 30 songs the hardest if you've got hundreds of songs you've done or thousands of songs you've done you're not going to worry about this that much because nothing's going to be that precious
1: you know seriously yeah that's a, that, that that is a good point yeah if and that's you could, what young songwriters don't understand i think yeah another thing to also say is just like you know you gotta you gotta understand your contracts it's amazing yeah. how how little people want to actually read through the fine print some of it you know depending on the contract it could be pretty like legalese which is pretty yeah. painful to read um yeah. but you should understand the, the terms of your contract and you should all and you should ask for clarification from the some the person who sent it to you if you don't understand anything um you know so yep yeah understand the terms look at the fine print uh know what you're getting into and uh i think that's that's a wrap that, that's yep, a
0: that's a wrap for me yeah um do it if it's right and if it makes sense for you. But most times you won't have to do this. And they're, and like with just like your example with Artlist, you can sometimes reorganize the deal. But if you can't and that's the way they do it, then you need to make the decision if your time and the, and is worth it. And if it is and you can spare the songs and you create more, why not? Yeah, so totally, uh, it's going to be a totally personal decision per deal. Yeah, it sure.
1: is. It is personal. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: All right, everybody well thanks again for listening to the podcast and we'll be back next week a week from today that you're listening to this uh with our big 50th anniversary show you'll want to listen <laughs> and watch that on youtube because we're gonna tell all our audiences to we we, we got to see how many we can how many folks we can get i mean we need to get at least 50 people in the stream if it's our 50th anniversary that's yeah. our goal
1: that would be great that would be great that's, get, that's our goal. get your questions ready
0: we're, yeah uh, we're, we're uh,
1: it'll be like an ask us anything kind of deal you
0: know we, we might go just i thought maybe we might even go through all our podcasts and just bring up the <laughs> each each topic and yeah. say do you have any questions you know and <laughs> uh go through our time to- because people have. Asked, or we could go through our questions on our podcast because there's tons of them yeah true. so join us next week on that and i think that'll do it for me okay awesome see you guys next time in hawaii next time.
1: Thank you so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. Just a reminder to check out makemusicincome.com and productionmusicacademy.com. And you can find us both on YouTube as well. We both post regular content there. You can find me at Stevie B, Production Music Academy, and Eric's channel is called Make Music Income. We'd love to see you there. Feel free to like, share, and subscribe to our content. Also, feel free to join us in the Make Music Income Discord server. Lots of great conversation going on in there, and you can share your work and connect with other like-minded folks. It's a great community. So thanks again, and we'll see you in the next episode. Take care.